I once asked a woman who was in our little church group, have you ever had a fear of the Lord? Have you ever had a fear of God? She was raised Baptist. She'd been in our group 39 years. So I said, have you ever had a time when you had a fear of the Lord? And she answered, no. Later, that woman violated some very serious things and ended up being really put out of the church. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. What is the fear of the Lord? When we fear God, when we fear the Lord, we are afraid to go any way opposite to what God says. We go the way of the scriptures when we fear God. We don't explain the scriptures away. We go in the way of the scriptures. For example, Matthew chapter 5, verse 32. The scriptures, in the scriptures, Jesus said, But I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced, committeth adultery. We had a man in our little church group years ago that filed divorce papers against his wife in the U.S. Uh, courts. When I heard about this, I called him. He lived in another city. I called him and I said, I have heard that you are divorcing your wife. He said, yes, that's true. And I said, "Is she? did she commit fornication against you? Is she unfaithful? He said, no, no. And I said, well, Jesus said, the man who puts away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causes her to commit adultery. Fornication is the only scriptural reason for a man to divorce his wife. I gave him this scripture, Matthew 5, 32, and let him consider it. Without my saying any more to him, he remove those divorce papers from the U.S. courts because he feared the scriptures. He saw what the scriptures were saying and he was afraid to go any other way. He had a fear of God. Years ago, my best friend had been raised Baptist. She was turned Catholic at the period of time she was a Fulbright scholar in Italy because she wanted to marry a Catholic man. They came back to the United States to live after they married, and he immediately left her. She was like a green card visa to get him into the United States, as it turned out. She lived as a single woman for quite a while, and then she wanted to marry. So she was going to a little church in, in the Dallas area, and she wanted to marry, and she was looking for a husband. She met a man, started dating him, and married him. The Bible says 
if a woman has a husband who is living, still living, and they divorce and she remarries, that she shall be called an adulteress. If we look at Romans chapter 7, verses 2 and 3, we'll see that. You can also see it in 1 Corinthians 7, verse 39, I believe it is. But Romans chapter 7, verses 2 and 3, what does it say? If you have a fear of the Lord, you'll pay attention to this. Verses 2 and 3. For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. So then if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Some churches will say, oh, but we don't go by the law. Well, they, they don't go by the law of Moses, which is to sacrifice animals for sin, but you better go by the rules of God in the New Testament church that are printed there to show us the way to go. You think Paul didn't know the law of God? It was the Apostle Paul who spoke this to the New Testament church as the law of God. Well, many foolish pastors and churches teach that we don't go by the law, so you don't have to do this. Don't pay attention to this. If you're a divorced woman, you're free to remarry. Well, Paul said she shall be called an adulteress. I believe I'd rather trust Paul than a pastor because The words Paul spoke are inspired by God. So my best friend, who was divorced, went out to seek a husband. I think she knew these scriptures. And she married a man from the church group. Later, I met them. I didn't even know them at the time this happened, but I met them later. Before I was born again, and while I was born born again, I was in the picture of their life. I said to Hal one time, if you had known Donna was a divorced woman, do you think you would have dated her? Because he was looking for a wife. His wife died of cancer, and he had three small children. He needed a wife, and he was looking for a wife. There were two women in the church group that he was considering dating. He chose Donna. He didn't know she was divorced at the time he chose her. And then he dated her. Then she told him she had been divorced. She was divorced. And by that time, he was in love with her, and they married, in spite of the scriptures. But I asked him, I said, do you, do you think you would have dated Donna if, she'd known, if you had known she was a divorced woman? He thought it over, and he said, No, I don't think I would have. See, he had had this teaching that the man who marries the divorced woman commits adultery. He knew that scripture. He fell in love with Donna. She told him then that she was a divorced woman. He went ahead and chose to marry her and set aside the scripture. He did not have a fear of the Lord 
or he would not have done that. He did not have a fear of the Lord, which is the word of God. For if he had had a fear of the Lord, and that had happened to him, and he knew that the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery, he would have known that he would be committing adultery to marry Donna, and he wouldn't have done it. Even though he had fallen in love with her, he would have honored the scripture above his feelings had he had that fear of the Lord. So you better have a fear of the Lord. Let's look at it this way. Don't you understand that God knows past, present, and future? Aren't you afraid to go against the Bible? Aren't you afraid to go against the word that's brought to you by the Holy Spirit? If we depart from the word that is given by God through the Bible or through the Holy Spirit brought directly to our mind, if we depart from that word and we fail to fulfill that word in an appropriate way, we bring damnation on ourselves. You see, the Lord's Supper is not cracker and grape juice. The Lord's Supper is how we eat the word of God, how we drink the word of God, how we apply the word of God to our life. We examine ourselves by the word of God and make appropriate action. In 1 Corinthians 11, if we eat and drink the word of God incorrectly, we bring damnation to ourselves. Of course we do. To willfully go another direction when you know the word of God, you are putting yourself in jeopardy of damnation on this earth and for all eternity. It's that serious. So you better have a fear of God. Now this church woman that told me she had never had a fear of God, never had a fear of the Lord, never had a time in her life that she had a fear of God, a fear of the Lord. Something came along later. 39 years she was with us. Something came along and offended her. And she departed. The fear of the Lord holds us in the way of God and keeps us on the road of God and in the path of God and keeps us from destruction. For if we fear the word of God, we obey the word of God. Whether we want to obey it or not is immaterial. It's there and that's what we do. And we basically save ourselves through the blood of Jesus. But of course, the commandment of God, the word of God to the New Testament church. You're not going to go against the commandment of God and be secure in your salvation. You're just not going to be able to do it. Paul said, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Philippians chapter 2. So you better understand the fear of the Lord and what it means and do it. God showed me this just as soon as I was born again. And he had me going through all the Proverbs because the wisdom of God is so strongly presented in the first eight chapters of the Proverbs. The need for wisdom, how you get wisdom, it is so important. 
I had a very strong fear of God and still do. If you go against the word of God, you bring damnation on yourself. Don't think for a second you're going to prosper and benefit on this earth and go against the commandments of the Lord. You're going to be in the position of the world if you do that. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do God's commandments. His praise endureth forever. Every one of us want praise of men, but his praise endureth forever. If we go in his way, his praise endureth forever. So a fear of the Lord is very important. Thank you for letting me speak with you.